Okay, we're back. This is Inside Flicks, and we're going to be doing our weekly box office report. Uh, Rich, tell us in your best voice. I know you're under the weather recently, so in your best voice, if you can, tell us which movies made the top five this past weekend. The number one movie in America is Avatar The Way of Water with $45.8 million. Coming number two is Megan with $30.4 million. Number three is Puss in Boots Last Wish with $13.5 million. Number four is A Man Called Otto with $4.2 million. Round out the top five is Black Panther Wakanda Forever with $3.5 million. All right, let's jump right in with uh, the box office news. Now, Avatar The Way of the Water was number one again. That was kind of uh, a given, uh, considering how much it made last week. But Megan really stunned people with it, its number. It took about $30 million in its first week. And although I thought it was going to be a huge hit, that is a surprising number. What is, what is your guys' thoughts on, on that film? I actually, I actually thought it was going to be a little bit more higher. I was expecting 35. It was good for me. Uh, yeah, it, it way overperformed from what I was expecting. Um, I thought the movie was going to do well because uh, you could see the buzz building online, but I wasn't expecting it to um, be this high. I thought it was going to be like more like 20. Well, with the PG-13, I expected it to be a little bit higher and uh, uh, more of a, the, you know, I expected to have the, the horror crowd. $30 million is fine. I mean, it's really good. And, of course, you know, Megan is, you know, it's just basically um, what, what um, true fans, of uh, 80s fans have been waiting for, you know, the, the remake of uh, Small Wonder. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. It's just basically a remake of Small Wonder. I am, uh, uh, what's Small Wonder, what was her name? Uh, Vicky. I am Vicky. <laughs> uh, um I think this is a good indication that younger audiences are really addicted to horror movies. If you look at like some of the people or some of the kind of uh, personalities online, uh, particularly in, on TikTok, they're all into horror. All the movie kind of reviewers or, or pundits, they're just they just love this horror stuff. And uh, you know, if you look at like some of their lists, they put out a best film list of 2022. They also put a best horror film list of 2022. Yes. So I mean, this is a new era of horror fans, and maybe even a new era of horror films. And I think uh, making uh, kicks that off with this year for 2023. Well, I, I'm, I hate to ask, so what exactly do you mean by like this new generation of horror fans and Blumhouse in particular? I mean, Blumhouse is going. I don't understand what you're saying because, like, I I went to go see a bunch of you know horror films you know last year. I, I think some of the best films to come out last year were horror movies, and I, I had a great time watching all of those horror movies. They were all rated R, and the audience was you know very like well behaved. What I'm used to seeing in the movie theater, mm-hmm. but I went to go see Megan, and what I experienced was something that I had never experienced before in a movie theater, and it it was it was horrific. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like people like TikToking in the movie theater. Uh-huh. Just there were just people like talking and texting throughout the entire movie with their flashes like on their the the lights on their phones like fully lit. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it was it was horrible. Yeah, and I, I have I have never experienced uh, uh, I've never had an experience like quite that bad. And these were all like kids that were like I'm guessing like middle school or high school, mm-hmm. and it was awful. And I don't I don't get that when I go see horror movies with my horror community. So I don't necessarily understand what you're trying to say. Well, I think that you bring up a good point here. I think there is a fraction in the horror community. I think there's a, a certain younger group or a younger demographic who kind of grew up on the Bloomhouse films. 
and on the Conjuring films and all the James Wong films, right? I would say, you know, that era of horror is not really the greatest era of horror, right? Especially when you compare it to the 70s or the 80s or the 90s. So I I think there there is a fraction there. I think some of these people, some of these younger uh, fans are kind of just thinking horror is what James Wan produces, right? Or what Bloomhouse produces. And they don't really have a kind of history. And maybe it's just because they're young and they, they need a little more time to kind of uh, to fill up their knowledge of horror. That, I think I think that's it. Because honestly, I felt like a lot of these people, it's like they, they don't really go to the movie theaters very often. Mm, yeah. And they just don't have, they don't have manners. They, they haven't been told like how to behave in the theater. Right. Yeah. And... Um, I, I too heard of a, a, a similar situation from from someone else who went to go see Megan and basically the same thing happened to him and uh, um, I think it's just you know it, it's it's not true traditional horror fans it's just TikToker um, you know influencers whatever you know opportunists to just do a, a skit for their TikToks. It almost seemed like some people were like live streaming the movie but like in chunks. Yeah, I think I think we're talking about the the Gen Zers, and um, I think they live online, and I think they they have grown accustomed to watching movies with their phones, uh, scrolling, you know, on your on their phones while watching movies. So I mean, I think yeah, I think I think it's that's maybe as as the movie business, as the movie theater business grows and becomes more dominant to to the younger audience, I think you're gonna see a little bit more of that kind of loose rude behavior or I, I mean i don't know what you would call it just like an uncouth kind of etiquette yeah so yeah so i mean it, it i mean it's a real problem and again i have never experienced this before that's what all, all i'm trying to say is that like i don't think this is like the horror community i think it's like okay yeah i see what richard you was saying that i think this is more like the kind of like uh so- social media kind of uh influencer Kind of or the social media uh, generation, right? So I think I think yeah. uh, uh, you know, as I talk to my friends who have kids, uh, they they say that their teenage kids kind of only watch movies with their phone on. That discussion is like a different, totally topic. I mean, yeah, I, I think Megan uh, Megan just kind of proves that the theater market is really dominated by a younger audience. No, I don't agree with that at all. I think uh, what, what it shows is that Megan, because uh, it was such a success in its marketing, and its marketing okay. was uh, such a success to a younger generation, it, was, it had this like TikTok viral thing. Mm-hmm. It managed to get people that aren't interested in going to see something like Avatar, aren't interested in seeing all these other movies, aren't interested in you know comic book movies. They're interested in TikTok, and this was closely associated with all of that because people were like mimicking it mm-hmm. and all that. And I think that's why they went to go see it. And that's why they treated the experience like as a, like, um, I don't, I don't know, as a, a TikTok while watching your movie, <laughs> while watching the movie experience. I, I don't know. Is it, be- it's just, you can, it's the same like during minions, you know? Yeah, sure. And let me ask you this. Is it different? Is it different? Like say this kind of experience where you, ex- that you experienced while watching Megan than say something like Rocky Horror Picture Show, where uh, it, yeah, yeah, that's totally different because because when you do when you do something like that, you've seen the movie, right? No, but I'm saying isn't this a kind of new style or a new way of participating in a movie experience? Not really, because you're not you're not really watching the movie, mm-hmm. and when you're doing something like the Rocky Horror Picture or or like the Room or something like that, mm-hmm. everyone's seen the movie. You know what I mean? 
everyone's participating along with the movie. This is not participating along with the movie. This is like you're making yourself the star of the movie. You're making it about you. Mm-hmm. You're being selfish. Uh, you're being an asshole. <laughs> and that was like a bunch of people in the theater. It's crazy. And the tickets were like $28. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a, the, the tickets are getting higher and higher. And I think as we get older, we find ourselves more accustomed to staying – uh, more accustomed to old traditions about movie etiquette. And that's why I find myself like staying home most of the time. I don't really go to the movie theaters that often. And so, and I, I you know, with making being making this much money, I do see that younger audiences is just kind of uh, taking control of this market, like it or not, really. I think um, this is, uh, this shows that if you kind of market a movie and you make it go viral, and you make it a sensation with the whole TikTok generation, mm-hmm. you you might have a success, but you're going to create a, 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 a horrible theater experience for the people that just want to enjoy the movie for what it is because it has happened with Megan. Uh, it seems like there's multiple accounts of this happening to... It's like it's, uh, This isn't just an isolated experience. Mm-hmm. And it happened during Minions, and I'm sure there's other examples as well, but this is... Um, this is, this is interesting. It's interesting, yeah. Uh, did you like Megan when you watched the movie? I did like it, despite the horrible experience. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's that speaks to the quality of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there it is. I mean, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll keep an eye. I mean, we'll see if any more reports about uh, this type of behavior in different movies when other movies come out. But I, I imagine it's kind of going to be – it's only going to get worse from here now. <laughs> It's just part of the way people watch movies nowadays with their phones out and uh, and sometimes maybe live tweeting or live uh, TikToking, <laughs> I guess. Oh, man. Oh, my. Every time a movie like this comes out, you just have to get to the Alamo draft out. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about Avatar really quick. Avatar The Way of the Water. It has now officially passed Top Gun Maverick as being the number one box office movie of 2022. What's the future for this movie? Is it going to get any higher? Is it now going to decline a little bit? Is it going to fizzle out like we thought? Uh, you know, what, what's your predictions of the future of Avatar: The Way of the Water? Is it going to be close to two billion? Yes, yes, yeah, it's, yeah, it's going to it's going to pass two billion, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to it's going to end up in the top five for sure, um, and it's going to knock off most likely Infinity War and hopefully The Force Awakens, and then James Cameron will end up having three movies in the top. Uh, in the top five, mm-hmm. which will make him, you know, king king of the world. Mm-hmm. What, the magic is still there for him. Yeah, I, I think Cameron came out and said that it has kind of hit that threshold where the sequels are definitely in the go. It's definitely going yeah. to be coming out. And he's most likely going to be busy the next couple, maybe even the next decade, working on those films. But I think this is probably, th- this was just the best situation for him to do this. Mm-hmm. Because... The next time, the next, the next chapter, um, he'll definitely have more competition in theaters. Mm, yes. So we'll see how that does. All right. And now let's talk about the rest of the top five. Uh, Rich, fill us in. In sixth place is Whitney Houston, I Want to Dance with Somebody. Number seven is The Whale. Number eight is Babylon. Number nine is Violent Night. And number 10 is The Menu. All right. Let's uh, take a look at next week's releases. Rich, Tell us what movies are coming out in theaters and also in streaming. 
Opening up wide this weekend is Plane. Oh, that's the Gerard Butler and Mike Coulter hostage thriller. Also opening up this weekend is House Party. Yes, that's the comedy remake produced by LeBron James. And also um, opening in several more theaters is A Man Called Otto. Yes, that's the dramedy that stars Tom Hanks, which is doing pretty good last week. It, 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 yeah, it opened in, in top four. Yeah. And what's in the limited release? The Devil Conspiracy. That's the spiritual action horror thriller. Also, Saint Omar. Yes, I heard of this one. This is the acclaimed French courtroom drama that's getting a lot of buzz. Now tell us about the streaming. What's what's going to be available to stream this week? On Peacock, you'll be able to stream Sick. This is a new pandemic horror movie that's uh, produced and written by Scream Scribe, Kevin Williamson. And on Hulu, you'll be able to find The Drop. Yeah, that's the new uh, Vacation Gone Wrong comedy that stars a couple of uh, comedians. Like Jillian Bell, Anna Conkle, and Jermaine Fowler. Oh. All right, let's talk about Plane. Um, this is the new Gerard Butler's thriller. Is this going to be number one, or is it going to be Avatar again? Oh, it's Avatar again, of course. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But uh, he, he's got that that magic um, when he does these movies that he, he grabs his audience. And he knows how to— he knows how to grab his audience for for these action films that he does. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, every you know every every once in a while, he he, get, he keeps his star going. Well, look, like Gerard Butler, who is you know he at one point in, in his career he was going to be the next action star, right? When Three Hundred came out, it, it was a, a peak moment in his career, and yet yeah. yet after that, he really was uh, struggled of finding what kind of genre he's going to be in. Like, he had some really great kind of uh, opportunities that didn't necessarily pan out. Uh, but now he's kind of stuck in this, I want to say, B action films that are somewhat good, but also somewhat very bad as well. I mean, it's not at the mm. point of John Travolta or Bruce Willis quality straight-to-video thrillers, right? It's not that. But it, it is somewhat decent. You know, Cop Shop was pretty decent last year. Or two years ago, Greenland was a pretty decent uh, end of the world kind of thriller, and then and also the 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 Has Fallen series has done very good for his career, uh, yeah. and also Den of Thieves, which wasn't a big hit, but it has now emerged as his cult favorite. Now everyone kind of talks about Den of Thieves as like this really great, you know, trashy cop yeah. thriller. Uh, so, I, I yes, he has kind of generated a, a following. I, I just don't know about this movie, though. I mean, what's your thoughts? Like I said, I mean, it's just another one of his his produced films, and he, he's got his loyal fans with him. That's for sure. He, he's got that um, Liam Neeson esque type of uh, you know draw. He's an international star. Uh-huh. He's more. He is an international star, and he can deliver action and comedy. I think Plane is going to make a um, seventeen million opening weekend. Wow, that's pretty. That good, That would right? be really good. Yeah, that'd be really good. I, I was, I was thinking fifteen. Most I was really thinking about eight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know how many uh, screens it's gonna get, um, but yeah, yeah. I think it's gonna do well. I, I did watch the trailer. I did like the trailer. I did. Yeah. I did like the premise. Here, here, he's playing a uh, airline pilot, and he has to team up with a a uh, convicted, I believe, a killer who's uh, transporting. What happens is the plane crashes in, in behind a terrorist yeah, territory. Yeah, lines. Yeah. yeah. So the plane gets get taken by this terrorist group, and so he has to team up with uh, Mike Coulter, yeah. who, who's playing a, playing some kind of 
criminal, maybe not so not so uh, a criminal a criminal with a heart, heart of gold. So yeah, I, right. I, I I really kind of like that premise. It really kind of reminds me of like a '90s action film. I don't sure. know. I don't know. I'm not sure if that's a there's a crowd or, or, or an audience for that. But uh, yeah, Gerard Butler movies. <laughs> I mean, all his movies are like that. But I did see Gerard Butler's last film, uh, last seen alive on Netflix, and that was a terrible movie. But yeah, I mean, he does have like a certain uh, charisma uh, when he's acting in these kind of cheesy films. He's actually very good in those movies, even though it's like a, a particularly bad film. I mean, that was like kind of I'm looking for my missing wife thriller, and it, I like I wish I, I loved it a little bit more. But I mean, the, the the plot was very thin, and if Plane is going to be something like that, I don't know if it's going to catch on or get an audience. I don't know. I mean, I mean, at least they're pushing it. I, I saw ads for this movie. Yeah, yeah, that's what makes me think it's gonna be a hit because I've been seeing so much marketing for this movie like online and yeah, I just I, I think I think it's gonna get I think it's gonna be successful enough because they're marketing a lot and it doesn't look like a bad movie. Okay. Yeah. The the, the worst thing about it is the title, plain. Yeah. It's too yeah. plain. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, what's your uh, thoughts on House Party? Uh, well, they're not marketing this movie like at all. They're dumping so, this movie, right? Yeah, um, I think it, there's a chance it'll only make like two two million opening weekend. What was your thoughts on of the trailer when you saw the trailer? It's awful. <laughs> yeah, I I hope this um, this guy's um, white man can't jump uh, remake will. It's the same. Also, it's the same director who's going to do the white man right. can't jump yeah. remake. That's the director's next film. Yeah. Can't believe he landed a film so quickly, like when this thing didn't even get released. But um, I don't know. Yeah, I saw the trailer for this house party movie, like back when the trailer first came out, and I just could not believe how awful the movie looked. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm blown away with like why they went with this like approach because they're not even like high school kids in the movie. There's like these just like grown men, yeah, like basically throwing a party in LeBron's house. It's very bizarre. Mm-hmm. But uh, just the other night, I actually watched um, on HBO Max House Party 4. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I could not believe how bad House Party 4 is. House Party 4 stars, like, the, the three little kids from House Party 3. And uh, they're older in House Party 4. Uh, they're, I guess, like, teenagers or whatever. And it's, it's such a bizarre movie because it's basically, like, a, a, an extremely low budget, like a shoestring budget all black cast remake of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Mm. Interesting. And I just, I just could not believe how awful the movie was. And I was like, there's no way this House Party 6 or whatever it is is going to be as bad as House Party 4. Wait, is, <laughs> so, it, is there a party in House Party 4? Yeah. Uh, the, the the kid that's faking sick, the Ferris Bueller of that movie, is uh, throwing a party at his uncle's house. And <laughs> he's faking sick at his uncle's house. When did Ki- Kid and Play stopped? The house party franchise. It was just two. They just started in the first one and the second one. No, they did. They started in the third. The third one did as they? well. They were. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. I'm. I don't. Look. The third one is kids. Uh, I think kids getting married. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's like a bachelor party. Wait, is t- t- Tisha Campbell in that one too? I don't remember. No. Well, I mean, I remember House Party, the first one, and that, that's a classic. And uh, uh, Regin- Reginald Hudlin, who wrote and directed that film. I remember him saying something about how he was just a fan of happy, what he calls happy rap, 
And it was like a, a rare time in rap music history, late 80s, early 90s, when rap was like, you know, happy. <laughs> you know, there <laughs> it was like fun. It was like Kid and Play, Heavy D and the Boys. It was, you know, even like Big Daddy Kane who – had this kind of suave and kind of gangster attitude, yet his music was danceable. You know, it was like a lot of dance hip-hop music, and it was a great time. And House Party, the original House Party, really kind of spoke to that and really is like kind of a rare insight to that kind of genre or that era of of hip-hop. And uh, I just don't see this movie yeah, doing well, anything. Well, we're going to... We're, we're going to actually be reviewing the first House Party on, on here on the channel pretty soon, but... um. When I, when I rewatched the first House Party, like um, I was actually kind of surprised, blown away, that they actually play Public Enemy in that movie. <laughs> yeah, Public Enema, Public Enema. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great bit with John Witherspoon. But like, no, they, I mean, they play Public Enemy in that movie. I, and I, I, I would never kind of like associate uh, Public Enemy with Kid and Play, but <laughs> it was. I mean, it was a really fun movie. We're definitely gonna go back and take a look at that one. And so be on the lookout for that. Um, so what you they're so they're definitely dumping this movie. I don't think the the studio behind this film is really supporting it. I haven't seen any commercials or anything. Any, it's just like it, they only released one well, this, trailer. This movie was originally supposed to come out for HBO Max. It oh, was, an was HBO it? Max. It was it was yeah. It was made for HBO Max, and then David Zaslav like everything that was going to be put on HBO Max. He was like, okay, no more. That's why they canceled like Batgirl and a bunch of other like. Um, you know, uh, smaller films. Um, and that's why also the evil dead rise was also going to, that was going right. to be an HBO max movie, but right. that's not getting a theatrical release. I said, it looks like evil dead rise is actually going to probably be a huge hit. Yeah. That movie looks awesome. The trailers are great. The right. two trailers they put out house party. I think they're just hoping for whatever they can get. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> they're like, let's just get whatever we can before we dump it on HBO max. Cause they were going to put it there anyways. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see uh, how it turns out. Um, um, well, it's obvious that it's obvious that they don't want to work with uh, uh, LeBron James again. I mean, yeah, it looks like it. I mean, he's probably asking Space too Jam, much Space, of, Space Jam. I mean, uh, well, yeah, that's true. And he's also probably asking too, or he in his deal is probably asking too much for the back end. You know, yeah. All right, so that was our uh, that was our box office report. We'll be back next week with. Uh, We'll, we'll talk about the results, and we'll see what movies are coming out next week. All right, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching Inside Flicks. All right, bye-bye. <laughs>